Hello and welcome to this episode of the Wellbeing in Education podcast. Today we're talking about NVR, which stands for Non-Violent Resistance. I'm joined by three of my colleagues from Suffolk Psychology and Therapeutic Services and the head teacher of a local special school which caters for pupils with social, emotional and mental health needs. Together they describe a recent NVR project undertaken with school staff and families. Over to them to introduce themselves. So, hello, I'm Rina Mbeita, a specialist educational psychologist and systemic family therapist, and I am also an MVR practitioner. Hi, I'm Kelly Francis. I'm a senior inclusion facilitator um, working within the psychology and therapeutic services. Hello, I'm Sam Andrews. I'm an educational psychologist and I'm working with NVR in my practice. Good morning, I'm Adam Dabin. I'm the head teacher at Sir Bobby Robson School. So um, the first question I had, um, I wonder if you could explain a little bit more about what NVR is um, and where it comes from, please. So NVR starts from nonviolent resistance and um, is a psychological intervention that was developed by Haim Omer and his team. Um, Haim uh, is a clinical psychologist in Israel. And um, as an intervention, it is based on the principles of nonviolence developed by um, the socio-political struggle of groups uh, who felt oppressed and evolved the movement as a way to effect change and defend themselves from uh, violence and oppression whilst being non-violent. Um, the psychological MVR approach applies this philosophy and socio-political non-violent resistance to resisting violence within the family, within schools and the community. Um, and Kelly, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about how effective it's been with some of the families. Yeah, so um, the MVR programme in its current form that's, that we've been using um, is structured in such a kind of layered way that the um, pillars or the tools in MVR um, kind of invite parents to take a step back and examine each element of NVR within their own family context and in an objective and kind of non-judgmental kind of way. So it kind of leads us into being able to create awareness about patterns of behaviour and what we mean by parental presence. Um, and it helps us to think about how we can prioritise the behaviours that the families consider that are most urgent and concerning to them so that we've got um, a, a, something that's a bit more manageable for them to be focusing on. And then we use the concepts of um, connection before correction and um, striking while the iron is cold. Brilliant, thank you. And then Sam, could you tell us a little bit about what schools might need to, to do this kind of work? Um, I think in many ways, when we think about NVR in schools, it is remarkably similar to the family experience of NVR in the sense that both of those systems are working on concentrating that the um, adults are reducing any examples of violent and controlling behaviour from the child or young person, not by placing that child or young person into direct therapeutic work, but by increasing their adult presence. And first and foremost, for both schools and families, that begins with understanding the importance of self-care and ideally at a school, working at a whole school approach. 
So each of the pillars of MVR can, you know, can be applied for, to a school setting. For example, the process of de-escalation supports the adults to increase their awareness, to preemptively respond and reduce the beginnings of controlling and violent behaviour. Within the MVR programme, specifically naming and amplifying de-escalation approaches can provide school staff with an increased sense of strength and resilience. Um, but there are there are potential differences. Obviously, the complexity of a, of a school system compared to, for example, a families, which is a much smaller system of perhaps one or two primary carers. Um, I think for us, really, we're very, very aware that many schools are working with increased levels of violence and controlling behaviour, especially when we think about the kind of recovery from COVID. I'm curious to know a bit more about how the work that you've done in Sir Bobby Robson School came about. So, Kelly, I think you're going to explain a little bit first. Yeah, so um, as part of the COVID recovery funding, schools could bid for different types of support and NVR was included as that, um, as part of that offer from the psychology and therapeutic services. And so I guess this is a good time to hand over to Adam and, and let him explain a little bit more about how that worked. Yeah, so... Um... Obviously, we're a, we're a, in our third year now. This is our third September as a school, so we're we're um, an SEMH special school. So all of my pupils have have come to us with lots of um, lots of mixed experiences of education. Um, lots of our pupils have come from alternative provisions. Um, some have been in out of county placements. Um, nearly everybody has had multiple exclusions throughout their school careers. Um, and one of the kind of real key themes that comes throughout the background of our pupils is there is a lot of violence and a lot of aggression that's built into those behaviours. Um, and obviously, you know, within any school, you know, behaviour is very much communication in terms of, of, of other needs more often than not. But what we found was is that we were looking for something that allowed us to have a really joined up approach across the whole building um, that was going to really directly tackle that for our guys because um, I say guys deliberately because we're all boys at the moment but we are a mixed school I just happen to have all boys um, so we we started to see um, a bit of an increase in in not not significant violent behaviors but enough to to be concerned and there were incidents where you know staff would be would be hurt and things like that and that's not the sort of environment we want to want to have for our school so we sat back and we looked at it and and it was really well timed. Um, the offer came up. Um, I saw MVR was available, and, and the idea of that non-violent resistance was something that really resonated with with me as something that, you know, was very much in line with kind of my philosophy on what I want to do in terms of creating an environment for my pupils. But also, it felt really relevant to my parents, um, who, when you talk to the parents, and and you know, I think we'll probably talk about it a lot in this. Everything for me is about relationships, relationships with pupils, relationships with families. And when you when we started to build relationships and trust with our families over time, um, the big thing that came through was just how much violence and aggression they were dealing with at home as well. Um, so that's why for me, MVR was a really great opportunity to tap into, because actually it was kind of kind of going to tackle two birds with one stone in terms of it was going to be an approach we could use in school that was relevant to us. But also it would allow parents the opportunity to have the same approach we use so that it gave that more joined up approach to behaviour at home and at school. So that was kind of where I was looking at it from from my perspective when we saw it. Um, so I'm wondering, Adam, what have been perhaps some of the challenges of bringing this into what was essentially a very new school um, and also during the pandemic? Opening a new school during a global pandemic has been an experience I will never be able to do full justice to in words. Um, 
we we've had real challenge i mean so this is our third september but as a school we're we're not three septembers down the line because to give you a little bit of context and this does, does link to what why we came to nbr we opened in september 2020 but our building was delayed so we opened with 30 pupils part-time in a community center down the road um that was a that was a great start to our our time then we moved into this building in the in the january then not long after we went into lockdown then we came out of lockdown and then we doubled in size in september from 30 pupils to 60 pupils which meant twice the pupils and then obviously we had a big staff increase then we got hit by covid and it kind of feels like this september was the first time we've opened and actually had any element of consistency for ourselves um and what is the one thing our pupils need more than anything they need consistency um but what we saw as an effect of covid as well was you know a real raised anxiety around our pupils um a real increase in negative mental health and, and obviously you know the vast majority of my pupils ehcps are around their social and emotional and mental health and their well-being anyway but what we were really seeing was you know pupils that have found it really difficult to be in school environments previously had then been out of school for even longer that 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 gap had made it more difficult for them to return to a school environment um without their additional needs added to the challenges they face anyway and that naturally reflected in some of the behaviors especially when we doubled in size in our second september um so we just stepped back and we looked at uh, you know how are we going to go about things and again it, it was a it was it was really good timing you know that the mvr offer came up i looked at it i spoke to to karina and her team and, and we discussed what it entailed and, it, and again it, it very much fell in line with my my philosophy of working with these guys is very much as you live and die on your relationships relationships is the key thing you are only as good as your relationship with these guys you know it's always going to be challenging and difficult at points but those relationships are what make make it work and mvr very much focused on that connection that building of relationships um that clarity of what the line is um but actually that for me worked really well from from both a school perspective and potentially a parental perspective Sam, from your point of view, as one of the um, practitioners doing this work, what were some of the challenges that you faced while doing it? Um, I think, to be honest, kind of kind of reflecting back what Adam has said as well, in terms of understanding the journey for that particular system, it had, you know, it was incredibly fraught in terms of COVID and how pupils were managing or not managing their emotional well-being, new staff moving in and out. So we kind of joined um, at, with, with all of that in the background and kind of ongoing for that system, and certainly wanted to appreciate that. But I think I think for us, when when you when you work in a school system and working with Sir Bobby Robson, it was about building up um, the skill levels of, uh, and support. Um, the, the, practitioners, the school practitioners to really engage with um, the, the therapeutic intervention that is MVR and that can mean that you know you've got different levels of skill and engagement and, and sometimes what can happen is that those people who perhaps most need to attend for whatever reason kind of opt out perhaps because it's de-skilling to them it's too challenging it, 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 you know it's just maybe not the right time so it's really about supporting um, a whole school kind of approach, but actually almost having staff that have chosen to be there. And it's really important that people choose to be there. It's a therapeutic um, intervention. And as such, it's very difficult to make it mandatory. You know, you have to have people who want to buy in and want to kind of go on this journey. And I think the topic of MVR clearly is around violence and controlling behaviours. And those are powerful topics to discuss at staff level. They can also provoke feelings in the individuals about their own experiences and circumstances. So for us, it was really about trying to hold and understand how we can 
support um, the school to implement the NVR, mindful that we wanted to give them every element, we wanted to do all the pillars, and that meant kind of 10 sessions spread over kind of at least two terms, um, working to ensure that we were there to, and ready to offer the session as soon as we got there, that at the end of a busy working day, staff members were in a position where they could actively engage and kind of and, and work with um, the, the principles of, of NVR. And I guess we also know as an education service, the implementation science around making sure there's somebody in that system, the school system, who can kind of carry on the mantle of NVR and really help to embed it, um, as well as opportunities to perhaps revisit skills and offer supervision. Um, and, and we're kind of hoping that as we move forward, these can be revisited. And I suppose ultimately NVR was initially a parent or carer kind of therapeutic program or intervention. And it was really about how that was translated into the school system. So while OMA has done work around that, for us, I think it's about the newness of offering something that's predominantly been supporting parents and carers in a school system and how we appropriately translate that so it models and, and mirrors what that system needs. Um it offers the possibility for the school to sit down with the young person and the parent. Um, and it's it's not a negotiation, it's not a contract. It's the parents telling the parents and the teachers together telling the young person, these are behaviors that we cannot accept because they're harmful. They're harmful to you, they're harmful to other people in the school. And we will always be here for you. We will always appreciate you and admire your, your strengths. Um, and we are always here for you, but we cannot accept these behaviours. And after the, the announcement, um, there is also the sitting, which is, um, Sam mentioned earlier, sit with, um, which is a similar meeting but structurally to be different um, with the parents hopefully attending as well and the teachers um, meeting with a young person in a meeting that is a little bit different to what perhaps meetings at schools around disciplinary measures might look like. Time, you know, there is a dedicated time, it shouldn't be too long because we all know the young, pers young people don't you know, don't do one hour, two hour meetings, but it is a very limited and very clear time um, element to it. And silence, a little bit of silence allowed so that the young person gets given the opportunity to suggest his or her possible solutions and way forward, ways forward. And I think those, those two elements highlight the importance of presence, as we both discussed, adult presence, but also the connection and relationship that Adam highlighted earlier, um, not just among teachers and students, the, the members of staff in school uh, themselves creating networks of support for themselves, but also school and parents showing that concerted parental adult presence uh, for a young person. That is what we think NBR offers for a school, schools as well. Um, to add to the already massive set of skills and resources that schools like Adams have. Brilliant. So what I'm hearing is it's about everyone kind of drawing together around the child and, and being there and offering that presence. Yeah, fantastic. That's right. We've been using the announcements. Wonderful. Um, and actually, they've been really interesting to see the way the pupils respond to them, because like you say, it's very much built around that presence. 
Um, and I think what they find quite surprising is because it usually comes following a negative incident. It, it doesn't just come because everything's been wonderful that week. So, you, you know, there's kind of a, a, a context to it when you do it. But I think what they find really surprising is, is the amount of positivity that's within it. Yeah. Because you, you say to them what you admire about them and what you appreciate about them. And then you draw that very clear line about, but we are not prepared to accept X, Y and Z from you. And then you go back to again. But now, you know, we know you can do this. We are here to support. And, you know, and that, that level of the positivity within that announcement is far greater than the negativity. And it's been really interesting to watch how some of my most tricky guys really respond to that and how they've they've taken it in. And then it is it's actually giving them the time to process it and to then deal with it. And what we do is we actually give them the letter so they can reflect back to it and they can go back to it and they can talk through it and what they're starting to do with us is actually have discussions around it with us later when they're ready um so yeah it's been some of those tools already have 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 been a really uh, a really beneficial addition to to the things we do working with our guys um but I, i like with the announcement that like you say it's that presence of it's not just me as the head moaning (laughs) it's you know families are involved teachers tas key workers myself you know that that pupil's got everyone around them showering them with love basically telling them about what is amazing about them and what we appreciate but also being very clear on what that line is about what we cannot accept um and and that's something that i you know i I think we're going to continue to build in terms of what we do and what we support because that 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 is one of the the kind of first things we really implemented from mvr has, has already had had a really nice impact in what we're trying to do Excellent. That sounds really powerful. I think it's also really important to remember that for a lot of our families, they've been offered a lot of support and a lot of courses and parenting courses and things before. And and when you when you talk to families, obviously you get really mixed responses. Some some have said they've been absolutely wonderful. Others have, have not been able to engage or felt they weren't relevant to what they're trying to do. So you always have that real struggle around making sure that you 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 almost the sales pitch is is what you want it to be to, to really get out there and make sure that everybody sees the value of it. And I definitely think that, you know, within our context as well, it's really important for, for me to remember the journey my parents have been on as well um, throughout their time, you know, before their pupil, their children, sorry, have come to me. Um, and actually, you know, when, when we do talk to them, they they do share their experiences and, you know, and, and sometimes they are really anxious about engaging with services, you know, with school because, you know, for a lot of them that that they they've had really mixed experiences and and actually that creates an anxiety in them sometimes as well. So the way we go about, you know, sharing the value of this is really important because that, you know, there's there's there are those those hurdles to be faced. But I think, you know, as time goes by, I think those those kind of the way way it's sold will will, you know, probably find its way through and, and actually then the value of it will, will hopefully be really shared. What do you think were some of the real positives? What do you think has gone really well? So Adam, if I come to you first. So for me, what was really good was actually after the first session, I stayed out. I stayed out and I did it on purpose. I think the ladies probably thought I was being rude. I wasn't. I stayed out on purpose <laughs> because, because what it became in addition to training was also a forum for my staff to really have open dialogue with each other about how challenging it actually is to work in an SEMH special school. And one of the problems we did have was we had to do it straight after school. So after and and it probably hinged on if we'd had a good day, I imagine the session was probably a little bit smoother. And if we'd had a tough day, um, the ladies probably found that everything was a bit more slow paced because my staff would probably had a cognitive overload of their own. Um, But what it did do is it 
it really opened up dialogue between different areas of the school and different groups within the school and my staff as a whole and actually one of the really one of the really most simple but positive things to me that came out of it was is that everyone realized they were in the same boat you know I, the, one of the challenges within schools is always is it's it's you don't want to be seen as the one that can't get the kid to do it or or you're the one that they they struggle with the most or you haven't got that relation there's there's always those intrinsic kind of worries when you work in schools that you know that you're not as good as somebody else at something um but, you know, I'm really realistic that we work in a really challenging environment. All of my guys, you know, their need and their and, and their experiences of education mean that, you know, I, I'm so privileged to work with literally 60 of the most amazing kids I've ever come across. But they don't make it easy some days either. <laughs> and actually for my staff, they had a forum where they don't always want to share it with SLT because because they they needed a, a bit of a safe space and actually what the mvr training became in addition to training was a really nice safe space for my team to to open up about the challenges the stresses the things they found difficult and i think what they did is when they when they got their head around it and they 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 really kind of saw the value what it became was was a really good opportunity to come together um and and have that shared experience that shared understanding um and to actually realise that, you know, this was an approach that was obviously there to support them and, and to help support our pupils. But but actually, you know, they were in it together. I think for us, I guess we'd, we'd noticed really that the opportunities for staff members to really come together, to share their experiences of the day, to learn from each other and really promote that sense of, I think, affiliation and belonging. Um, and we also kind of the feedback was also around kind of thinking about confirmation of people feeling a level of confidence in what they're offering and how they're offering it, um, as well as kind of giving them um, maybe new tools, new ideas, new approaches, new ways to connect through the de-escalation, for example, with their pupils. And again, kind of building that sense of agency. And, and I guess we know that um, agency and affiliation are central to really to motivation and keeping people focused and together. In terms of, of thinking about NVR specifically, um, there was a lot of kind of identification around, um, for example, the announcements and the sit-ins or sit-withs as being really, really supportive in terms of um, identifying ways to support uh, adult presence and, and reduce acts of violence and controlling behaviour within pupils, which has very much been echoed by Adam. Fantastic. And Kelly, are you able to share any feedback you've had from parents? Yeah, so um, we offered the NVR program, parent programme um, virtually um, due to all of the uh, risks around COVID and the, you know, um, different barriers that getting into school and things could pose to parents. So, and that was really welcomed um, by many of the parents that were part of the programme because they felt that that really helped them with the commitment to being able to um, attend each session. Um, similarly, the, the the kind of relationships between the parents, um, they felt that there was a sense of acceptance because it was um, good to connect with other parents who were also going through similar uh, things at home. And um, yeah, they, they felt that, I think particularly parental presence um, allowed them to kind of have that time to reflect around um, how they can get really caught up with doing lots of other things or having to deal with uh, difficult behaviours that they uh, have noticed that they weren't actually present. And and so, you know, where they could, they were looking to uh, make changes there and, and become more present. Um, and I think what was, you know, really lovely to hear was how for some it felt like a weight had been lifted or that they were able to trust in themselves a bit more, give themselves the benefit of the doubt. Um, 
and uh, I think you know um, one of our parents particularly really um, really took very strongly to and created their own um, you know steps with within the program around announcement and felt like they maybe couldn't do it before but had seen it through and, and now really felt that they could so we had some really really positive um, outcomes from from this parent group so all of the the challenges to to get there as I say really did feel um, like it had been worth pushing through to to make sure that they had access to this program too. So final question um, what would all of you kind of take away from this you know what have you learned and maybe what might you develop further in the future doing this kind of work again? So I think we were I've said this before I think we were one of the toughest context to test this out on because of the nature of, of my pupils needs um, but actually once once everyone was really clear in the room about the, the the sort of the things we deal with and the the level of things that we manage and, and deal with every single day we had a really purposeful um really uh effective experience working with mvr and now it's up to us to make sure we 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 carry on that work and and keep embedding it further like we've already begun but one of the things for me that really stood out as a former sort of exec head of primary schools is that is that for me i could just see how amazing this will be in the mainstream context particularly around pupils that are presenting real difficulties um so i would definitely say one of the big takeaways for me was is this a special school absolutely engage with as well but for the mainstream primary schools um or secondaries um but i i, I think with my primary hat on um when you look at some of the challenges some of the schools are facing and how difficult some of the things are to manage there are so many things within the mvr that will give schools a really good toolbox of resources and strategies and things that they can use that I think will have a massive impact. I also think um, that it might be better next time we do it with another school, we, we bring this program to another school, it might be easier to do it firstly with the staff. So once they are absolutely, you know, aware of it and familiar with the program, then we can introduce it to, to families, um, invite families and have almost like, a, yeah, a set of champions in the school that could, uh, like um, I think Sam was saying about implementation, you know, that can carry that forward, but also bring the families at the second stage. I think we could have started with staff first and then the families. Also something else to say that it was very difficult, I think it was mentioned before, for this school to know uh, their parents really, really well because it was very new because of COVID. So lots of in-person contact hadn't happened um, and also because some of these students or most of them arrive by transport uh, to the school so so that day-to-day um, -day contact perhaps is not as fluent as maybe in a mainstream school or I, I think am I right in that Adam? Yeah you know we were when you first arrived we were we were still talking about you know obviously we'd spoken to all of our parents a million times yeah. but there were still some parents we'd not physically met Exactly. Um, because of, of the locality of where they live and because obviously of where we are. So, um, you know, that that relationship building with parents as well uh, at the beginning of our journey was really, really tricky because you can sit on a screen like this, can't you? And you can do as many phone calls and emails and, and whatever, but it's not the same as being with someone and, and being really kind of, you know, face to face with somebody. Um, so that was certainly a challenge for us. And I think one of the other things that my my staff came back with is that, and I know this always comes down to time, but they would have loved for the team to have been able to spend a bit of time in school prior oh, yeah. to starting the training, because then you've got that real 
uh, flavour of the context of where you are. And actually, then that means that you've got that you've got that really informed understanding of, of what they're talking about because you've seen it yourselves as well. So that was something that my team fed back that they think would be great, if it, you know, even if it was a day, you know, just to be able to come and spend a bit of time with the school to really, really, really see how that school lives and breathes. But what I would say <laughs> is is um, those um, those posters, the tree and uh, the other one that you created are away with the printers at the moment, because what we've had is um, we found a company that could convert it to um, a sort of permanent poster for in the staff room and in the entrance hall. Um, so actually that that was, you know, because that that validates the, the staff's skills and feelings as well and it, it you know and also for me it's that look the the mvr reminder you know it's there it's in the building um but that, that that both of those posters i felt were were a really nice culmination of what had gone on um you know it sounds really daft to have done all this work and then you've got two big posters but actually those two posters i felt really showed the journey that the staff had gone on with mvr and actually you know you know you start off with and everyone's a bit skeptical and everyone's a little bit resistant to everything and then as the weeks went on the weeks went on the weeks went on you could see the real the real tipping and turning of the tide and then those posters as silly as it sounds for me are a really a really good culmination of the work that was done with everybody um and that's why we've had it converted into a, a sort of permanent wall feature because actually it's that reminder about you know the work that went into it and the and the value of the things that were discussed and shared which very much matches what your your ethos and the ethos of the school anyway, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. So, Kelly, what would your kind of takeaway be from the work? Um, I think it's the um, that importance of being able to build those connections and relationships between the school staff and the families, so that um, even within mainstream, where like Adam was describing, you know, how he could, with his uh, previous hat on, he could see how that might be, uh, NVR might be successful in, in mainstream schools as well. I think being able to um, recognise that families there also might still have some of the same uh, challenges and the struggles, so the, the knowledge of the staff of those families and how we could begin to build those connections and bring them together to work together is going to be kind of the biggest part of any NVR approach in a in any setting any school because um, it's it's such a united unifying collaborative a, approach um, but you you equally need to um, help staff know what what they're um, bringing the parents in with them on as well as how it can work at home and and giving parents that feeling of empowerment to to use those tools themselves so yeah for me it's it, again I said, as Adam's been saying it comes back to the those relationships the relationships between um, the young people their united school and home lives um, yeah so for me and that was really evident I think with um, the parent that Karina was referring to um, earlier that was such a um, a powerful experience to, to witness that. And I think that's really important to remember when working with our families is that they've been through an awful, an, an awfully long journey in some cases, but they've been through quite a traumatic experience themselves. And actually, what do they need and when do they need it? So a bit like you were saying about with my staff about are they ready? Do they need it now? Are they prepared to? For our parents as well, one of the things when you've got that relationship is also to know when to time it. Because if you time it right, you'll get the engagement, which will then give you the most amazing outcomes. But um, 
that that work with the family and again i'm so boring i only revolve around one thing it comes back to those relationships with the families as well yeah mm-hmm. definitely definitely um and then sam what would your kind of takeaway be from the work i think for me I, I was in quite a unique position in the sense that this was my first experience of mvr as well so i i feel like it was an utter privilege to be on that journey with sir bobby robson but also i was able to kind of see the rob being a learner in that space as well um, and, I, and I think for us, really, for just kind of recognising um, the power of, of when we start to talk about violence and controlling behaviours and what can sometimes be normalised within that as well, as almost as a form of coping with it. And how you want to be able to hold that, but also say, but it's not OK that that's happening and, and finding a narrative that says it's OK to, to not accept this. Um, and, and, that, and, and working with that and understanding, I guess, that collective narrative that comes from um, professionals who are working with very high level of controlling violent behaviours and high needs of children as well and, and really understanding um, their lens. So that's it for this episode. I'm really grateful to all the guests for taking time to share with us about their experiences. If you'd like to find out more about NVR and how it could work in your setting, please use the web links below.